0: Rab-A-Torch podcast, a rundown and chat about reality show Survivor. to grab a torch podcast I appreciate you stopping by I hope everyone's doing well as always we'll start out with the aftermath of last week's tribal council on night 16 where Chanel was voted out after being left out of the Lydia vote Chanel realized she wasn't playing well needed to change her game and I was looking forward to it unfortunately it didn't happen It seemed like she just put her head back in the sand and decided that scrambling to save herself could put a target on her back. And in the end, she was blindsided. It's unfortunate. I wished she'd gone around causing chaos and really blowing things up in order to find a place for herself, but alas, it was not meant to be, and I will miss her. Back at camp, after the vote out, Romeo addresses the group with... I just want to say I have no hard feelings. This is a game. I'm glad I'm still here. Thank you for keeping me. And I still like all of you." Yikes! It was like running down a list of all the things his mother told him he has to say to a friend he was mean to or something. Romeo was sitting with Tori and Lindsay when Hai came over and asked Tori, "'Did you vote for me?' Tori said, "'No.' Hai immediately says he believes her. He knows who voted for him. The way Hy went around camp with this, dare I say, diva energy was really quite interesting. I guess we've seen snippets of how sensitive he can be, but this was at another level, and I don't think anyone missed it. Now I get Romeo's reason for writing Hi's name down. Really smart. If you can't pull people out of the larger, more powerful group, then toss a bomb in their midst and see if some of them may come scrambling your way with a more open attitude. So maybe something comes from it, maybe not, but I like that Romeo keeps fighting. He lost his number one Andrea the moment the merge happened, which was rather surprising, to be honest. Sure, maybe he was paranoid, though I don't think that we saw much of that, but... If that was the case, did Drea try very hard to work with him, to calm him down, and figure out how to deal with the pressure so that he could remain in the game? I can see where Roxroy would be easier for Drea to play with. Roxroy's willing to just kick back and tend to the fire and let Drea do her part, but who knows, I just feel for him. So, on to day 17, Roxroy, Jonathan, Mike, and Hyre together. High is still hung up on receiving a vote and when asked he says Romeo is the next to go, that it's personal. Once Roxroy is allowed to speak, he doesn't have a very good plan either, wanting a guys alliance. Of course, it's straightforward and simple. Very much not this game. Jonathan and Mike both love the idea as well. Who is surprised? Keep it simple, enough talk, now let's just go do stuff three guys on the same page, not a bad start, but they should have had that conversation without High there. Roxroy talks with Omar about this guy's alliance, like Omar is the same type of guy, and Omar does what Omar does, makes Roxroy feel heard and a-okay. Roxroy talks with High as well, and High likes it about as much as Omar does, and that means it's pretty much not happening, only the others don't have any idea about that. And then it's time for the Immunity Challenge. The players must balance on a triangle platform in the rough waters, but it's not that simple. And, as it turns out, the balancing itself is not so simple. They will be divided into two teams of five. Someone on each team will win Immunity. Both teams will go to Tribal Council separately. Both teams will vote someone out. Whoever lasts longest will win beef and veggie kebabs, and their team will go to tribal last, giving them an advantage knowing who was voted out at the council before theirs. Blue team is Drea, Jonathan, Tori, Lindsay, and Marianne. Orange team is Mike, Roxroy, Omar, Romeo, and Hai. The water was rough, there were heavy winds, and Marianne fell off immediately, followed by Roxroy, Omar, and then Mike, like dominoes. Drea touches and is out, then Tori falls, and in less than a minute, there are only four players remaining. Romeo then touches, leaving High with immunity for the orange team. Lindsay and Jonathan are left for blue, then Lindsay falls off backwards, and then it's High who falls, leaving Jonathan with immunity for the blue team and with food for his group. Right after the challenge, Mike, interview style, thinks that the all-guys alliance is sitting pretty. Romeo is out, easy peasy. Orange team goes to Taku camp, where Roxroy says, guys are more rigid in making a decision, so he's banking on that. I'm thinking Roxroy shouldn't be thinking in generalities, since he doesn't need to. He has specifics, as in Omar and Hai, and are these the guys with rigid thinking? Omar, interview style, brings up the same issues Roxroy has had all along, that he's immovable, not able to be shaped or molded. Go ask Tori. She'll tell you all about it. Omar tells Romeo that Roxroy and Mike want a guy's alliance, but not with Romeo. So they're going after him, but Omar is going to talk with High so that they can actually vote out Roxroy. Romeo is nervous, naturally, but what choice does he have? At the beach, all Omar has to say to High is I think you might be on the same page as me about rocks, and High immediately says yes. To clarify, Omar says he's becoming exceedingly difficult to work with, and that's exactly where High's head was at. Interview style, High says if he wanted to make an emotional vote, it would be Romeo, but if he wants to be strategical, it has to be Roxroy. Nice to know that High can pull himself back from the edge. High has trust with Mike, though, so he has to talk with Mike about voting Roxroy. Surprisingly enough, Mike has no trouble with it, except that they're going to lose trust with the group of guys. Jumping over to the feasting group, Jonathan has decided this is an opportunity for a big move. First, he has immunity. Second, he's there with Lindsay and Marianne, giving them majority in the group of five. Third, he's the only guy there, and that has to play a role. And fourth, Omar isn't there. Basically, the parent is away, and the big kid wants to play. Who cares if the situation doesn't even call for a big move? Without Omar, Jonathan becomes unspooled. Jonathan tells Marianne they are going to get rid of an idol, dot, 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 not hers, dot, dot, dot. And Marianne says, Drea's, I was thinking that, in her usual excited way. Marianne, though, does not have a great poker face, and it's easy to see she's annoyed with how Jonathan treats her. Also, can we just say, what a clumsy way to paint things. Not, we're going after Drea, but instead, we're going after an idol when Marianne herself has an idol. And then on top of it, Jonathan tells Marianne that her name will be the decoy name. And when is that ever a good thing for anyone? And then it gets crazier because Jonathan presents it the same way to Drea, not that they're going after Marianne, which just that on its own is going to bring out Drea's spidey sense, but instead that they are going after an idol. Marianne's idol, when Drea also has an idol, and not as closely bonded to Jonathan as Marianne would be. Messy, messy, messy. We've watched Drea for weeks now, and Drea would be a thousand steps ahead of such a convoluted game plan. She doesn't say much, but this kind of simplicity is too basic for her to not see right through. Tori and Marianne get together. Marianne spills the beans but she's not supposed to tell Tori, so I guess this is Marianne's way of not being told what to do, but while still doing what she's told to do. Jonathan then goes to Lindsay about his big ol' plan, and she gives it a talk-through, which reveals that if Drea plays her idol, then it's Marianne who is voted out. Lindsay goes on trying to explain a different plan, making Tori the one to get the Plan B votes, but Jonathan just won't relent, accusing Lindsay of not listening, when it's the exact opposite. The more Lindsay tried to make him see clearer, the more entrenched he became, until finally Lindsay just backed off, which is one of the very few moves one has with someone acting so bullheaded. And then, just like that, it's night 17 and tribal council time. Orange team is up first, consisting of Mike, Roxroy, Omar, Romeo, and High with High having individual immunity. Jeff asked Roxroy how fast the game was shifting for him, and Roxroy said, Today we were more mellow. Jeff couldn't believe it, with just five players? But Roxroy confirmed, saying not as much strategizing as one would think. There wasn't a whole lot of chit-chat before the vote, and with only five votes to go, it was all over within a matter of seconds, and Roxroy became the ninth player voted out. Roxroy said, way to go, guys. Roxroy, like so many other players before him, was so gracious in his departure. That always stands out to me. It's incredible. Because this was double trouble tribal, Roxroy had to walk over then to the jury bench and sit down, waiting for the next group to arrive. He leaned over to Chanel and said, hi, and Romeo got together and did this. I hope they freeze which was fantastic. I'm assuming Roxroy was just shell-shocked, because how he could think that High and Romeo, of all people, worked together on this blind side makes no sense. So the next group of five arrive, and when they saw Roxroy on the jury, every single one of them was gobsmacked. Jonathan and Drea especially were both slack-jawed and couldn't stop staring at him, Tori, Marianne, and Lindsay were a little less so, which makes sense. Drea had basically dumped Romeo as soon as the big merge happened. Roxroy was her loyal second, and she's just come from spending the day with four people she has no alliance with. And then she finds her number one out of the game. Damn. Her head was spinning, and that became very obvious later on. Then there's Jonathan and the new guys' alliance, way more his style. And Roxroy would have probably been the most buddy-buddy with him. What a turn of events. Jeff asked Drea, was that a surprising vote? Drea said, yes, definitely for me. Jeff asked, so what does that tell you? Long Drea pause before she finally says, I don't know. One of my most favorite things about Drea And I know this probably sounds crazy, but I absolutely love how long she takes sometimes when answering a question. And she did that a few more times. Jeff asked something about what do you have to do to adapt to a small group? Drea said, you have to go back to the drawing board and see where you might fit in. And now that I look over there and see two people that I thought would not be over there so soon, it changes your mindset. Changes it to what? She doesn't know yet. I have no idea why Dreo would say seeing two people that she thought wouldn't be there so soon when she was part of the vote last week that put Chanel on the jury. For Tori, this vote out was good because Roxroy was in the majority. Now things are shaken up. It frees other players to reach out and maybe be willing to work with her. So she's not mad about it. And then I have to hand it to Marianne because she actually spoke a little slower and she was making sense about good players thinking about steps ahead. And just because they're isolated in the groups of five doesn't mean they will always be so. So what's the best vote moving forward? So then Jeff says to Drea, So the Roxroy vote could influence this vote? Drea says, Definitely. And I was so proud because we had four black contestants in Survivor. And it always happens that the black contestants get booted out. Boom, boom, boom. And that's exactly what this is right now. So yeah, I'm pissed. Jeff asked, so do you think it's race-related? Drea said, I think it's subconsciously a little bit of that, unfortunately. But I see I have to play the game harder now. I'm playing my idol tonight so I can stay in this game. I'm not going to let that happen to another one of us. It's a reset for me. This was a game changer. So the talk continued on for a little bit, but it's all a lot. And I don't think I want to dive into the weeds of it all. It is what it is. I'm sure there are as many interpretations as there are people. Drea and Marianne both played their idols. Jonathan had his idol around his neck, leaving the vote between Tory and Lindsay. Not a lot of unknowns there. Jeff thought there was no reason to go through the formalities of actually voting, though Tori did want to play her shot in the dark, which she tried and failed. And so Tori is the 10th person voted out of Survivor Season 42. Tori's exit interview was good, gracious. She seems like a very funny, fun, entertaining person. I really wish her shot in the dark would have worked, honestly. Not that I wanted Lindsay out any more than anyone else, just, I just wish it would have happened this episode. So, as for how the Orange team voted, Roxroy voted for Romeo, and Hi Mike, Omar, and Romeo were the four votes that took Roxroy out. Roxroy's exit interview was good and nice and gracious and that is that. Roxroy cannot get away from Tori. And now that I love those two together, perfect. And on that note, I think I'd better get this episode wrapped up and on its way. I'll gather my thoughts and return with a part two to this episode in the next day or two. I'll try to sum things up and guess at what might go down next week. I'm terrible at it, but it's fun, so why not? Until then, keep your torches lit, I'm rooting for you, and take care.